Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we are talking about The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, Episode 4. Renee is back. Hi, Renee. How are you? Hello. I am great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited, (laughs) as usual, to talk with you. Because every episode is so, it's been so good. And we learned so much more about the characters. And actually with Janae, I felt she was really disturbingly creepy (laughs) in this episode. And so I thought, okay, question of the day, which villain in the Walking Dead universe scares you the most? So for me, it's the governor. Because... There are several other villains who are, you know, they have exhibited horrific behavior, no question. But to me, the governor is one that could never be redeemed like we saw, we've seen in Negan. Um, Right. And then I always feel Alf was a close second because we don't know what could have happened if, you know, Negan hadn't killed her because she was pretty sadistic. (laughs) But I just feel the governor is another level of insane. <laughs> like his, yeah. his, like the other two, I don't think, because Negan and Alpha are going to be my next, you know, in line here. Yes. Yeah. But I don't feel either one of them are necessarily insane. Like the governor, there was definitely something going on there. And like, you know, he would eliminate people without even finding out if they could be a benefit to Woodbury or anything like that. He was just, you know, and then also like, you know, how Negan was honest, he would say, okay, if you're going to join the saviors, this is what we're about. This is what we yeah. do. Yeah. But he was always, the governor was always so deceptive and every, like everything, including his name was a lie. And so I just <laughs> feel like there's just so much going on inside his head that is twisted that yeah. to me, yeah, he is just the scariest. <laughs> So I, I think he's actually one of the best villains. Like Mm -hmm. he's my favorite Mm -hmm. villain because Mm -hmm. you didn't know what to expect with him. And I, I think I had a, a variation of this question previous Mm -hmm. in my question of the day and I had picked the governor. Mm -hmm. But like I said, with watching this particular episode with Janae and how just sort of you know, this different mindset of what she believes and how she believes Mm -hmm. it and the way, which we're going to talk about, we're going to dig a little bit more into her, but the whole holding the baby and what the heck is she going to do with that baby? (laughs) So it made me think, man, that's pretty scary. And sometimes it's not what people do, but what they, you don't actually see Mm -hmm. yet. And you're not really sure what they're capable of. So that's why it got me to thinking about this question because like I said I've seen I've said the governor before and I and I might have said Negan before but we've seen Negan change so much mm-hmm. yeah. that we know he has a heart we know he cares and so when you can deal with somebody like that it's easier to deal with them because you you know you do um have something to bargain with with mm-hmm. them I will say Alpha is pretty far up there for me and I think You know, when I think scary, I could pick her because she seemed far off on some things because there that was that baby that she didn't Mm -hmm. care about. And she, I don't remember if she actually killed it or somebody else did, but she wasn't concerned about the baby Mm -hmm. at all. And just the way she lived and the way that she treated Lydia at times. But then there were those little bits of humanity that Mm -hmm. we did see in her. So that's why it's so hard. It's so hard to pick. So I agree with you. The governor is an amazing choice. And and so you kind of swung me back in that direction because <laughs> I was almost going to pick Alpha. Mm-hmm. But I think it's sort of a tie for me in my mind between the both of them. Mm-hmm. With Janae, she is scary to me. Yeah. And like I said, we will break it down and talk more about her. So friends out there, we want to know from you who you think is the scariest villain in the Walking Dead universe. There are so many. I started thinking about Fear the Walking Dead mm-hmm. and the world beyond and and Daryl Dixon and uh, Dead City. And so there's so many to choose from. But I do think that the best are um, the Walking Dead mm-hmm. original yeah. series. So we've seen so many. So anyway, again, friends, please let us know who you pick as the scariest villain. You can reach us on any of our social media 
at Screens in Focus. You can get to all of our social media links at screensinfocus.com because we really want to know what who you think is the scariest. All right. I don't know if we have any news today. Do we have um, any news, Renee? So just a tidbit. So um, it was very up in the air whether The Walking Dead you know, universe was going to have any type of uh, presence at New York City Comic Con next week. And they have AMC has confirmed that on Thursday they will be um, attendees who they attend the session. I I don't know how it all works. I've never been to New York Comic Con, but people that attend this session will get to view the final episode of the Daryl Dixon series three days early. As, you know, it'll premiere or it'll be on AMC and AMC Plus on that Sunday, the fifteenth. So um, yeah, so that, that they will preview or you know they'll air that um, for those attendees. Then there will also be a question and answer um, session with uh, Scott Gimple and then the showrunner of Daryl Dixon, David Zabel. I think I'm not sure if that's pronounced right, Z A B E L. And then um, also Greg Nicotero, who ex- executive he does you know special effects of course in Daryl Dixon, but uh-huh. he's also an executive producer. So they will do a Q and A with those three guys. So that's kind of cool. And then there will be some sort of sneak peek for. <gasps> Uh, the Walking Dead, the ones who live. So hopefully some of that is yeah pushed out to the public because and they sometimes do, sometimes don't. So it, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But it's just exciting that you know they are uh, you know ramping up for the ones who live. So yeah, that was just a little excitement for attendees of New York Comic Con, and then for those of us that can't attend, hopefully some of that's made public. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you, I asked you and you were able yeah. to share that. That's amazing. Uh, anytime we can get anything more. When I see those trailers for the ones who live, I get so excited too. Yeah, uh-huh, I love this. Just, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's very exciting. Uh, okay. So uh, let's go ahead and dig into episode four, The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, season one, episode four, La Dame de Fer. Uh, which I came to realize is means the um, the Eiffel Tower, I guess yeah, the, the Iron, Iron Lady. Lady. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that that was uh, cool because the Eiffel Tower, we do see that a lot throughout this whole episode. So in this episode, it brings to light the potential immunity of Laurent to zombie bites, sparking discussions of faith and hope, which we keep talking about. You know, the both of us keep talking about through every single episode that I love. I love digging into all of that. Uh, you know, how hope and faith are in this post apocalyptic world. And this episode also delves into the moral and the complexities. Oh my gosh, by Daryl as he oscillates between kindness and brutality, all while characters like Janae and Cadrone pursue their agendas. And Isabel makes a significant sacrifice for her nephew, Laurent. So I just want to start off with the opening scene because my jaw dropped. I wanted to say so much to my husband as he was sitting there, but then I didn't want to speak because I I wanted to watch what was happening because I felt like we had talked a little bit about immunity, if that was something that could happen to Laurent or exists in him. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? And I, and I thought they're giving it to us so early in the episode at the very front. And then all of a sudden you're like, not sure. Wait, is that a dream? Mm-hmm. Is that a hallucination? Is that a flash forward? What is it? So tell me, what did you think of that, that whole little sequence? Well, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And I I was the same as you. I'm like, okay, what is happening here until I believe it is Daryl? You know, he's in the water. Like he fell through that roof. He fell in, somehow fell into some water, you know, at the bottom of the, whatever he fell into. And yeah. it was a dream or hallucination of some sort, which I guess more dream because I'm not sure why he would be hallucinating. But I mean, like even I wrote an article about it. I wrote dream or hallucination because I feel like it, Definitely was something not actually happening is what I was trying to get to the, my point was, you know, and mm-hmm. so it was, it was really cool because I feel like it gets to the root of things because Daryl is questioning whether or not Laurent has these special gifts. He's watching. He's a very observant person. He's always watching. Yeah. He, he'll watch more than he talks as we've learned in the walking dead. And he <laughs> sees things. He's intuitive and that sort of stuff. So I feel like he's really questioning does Laurent 
possess these gifts or whatever, some sort of gifts. But I also think that, you know, uh, uh, you know, your, your dreams, dreams can be, you know, very subjective and how people write into them. But the fact that that's the person who came to his mind to me is saying he's starting to feel a connection with the, where he didn't initially, like he's less like this kid, whatever kind of thing. And now he's starting to kind of like he did with several of the children back in the other communities. And so I just thought that was kind of a neat um, kind of said, you know, tie in, I guess, to, you know, his life with Judith and RJ and, you know, even Carl, you know, other, other children that he has made this connection with. So it was amazing. It was an amazing (sighs) way to start the episode for sure. (laughs) It was, uh, oh gosh, it just hit me in so many ways. One, one, okay, Laurent, and I've got chills right now as we're talking, just FYI. And you gave me chills earlier when you were talking about the governor. So, okay, Renee, too, <laughs> you gave me four last week, <laughs> two so far. But what I, I think what I love so much, one, we see Laurent and also, how he's portrayed in this, right? He's walking around, these walkers are all coming around him and he, you know, closes his hand as if he's praying. And then you're not sure what's happening. And then they kind of go past him. And then he looks at Daryl and kind of gives a little bit of a smile and then walks away (laughs) instead of going to get Daryl. So I thought that was so interesting just seeing that. And then also on Daryl's part of it, the way he was so panicked because mm-hmm. he thought these walkers were going to get him and trying so hard to get them to come to him that he was like spewing and he was, I could feel the panic in him mm-hmm. so much like a parent. We're parents. Mm-hmm. We know how we would feel. I felt Daryl was acting like a parent. I mean, he just met this boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it hasn't been that long, mm-hmm. but he already feels this super close connection to him. And so I loved seeing that. I loved seeing Daryl in that way, caring about someone so much and trying to get them to away from him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, what can I do to get these yeah. guys away from you? And then all of a sudden seeing what Laurent in this dream or whatever it may be, uh, you know, what, what Laurent may be the ability he may have. So Mm. it was just a really cool, cool scene. And I just loved it so much for (laughs) so many reasons. And um, yeah, I thought it was a great opening scene. And then of course, then we get to see where Daryl ended Mm. up because that was one of your questions too, was like, where's he going to end up after this? So Tell me, what was a highlight or something that stood out to you in this episode? I really enjoyed the all the Daryl action. You know, like it's like he hasn't lost his touch. You know, he's doing all these, you know, with the, I can't remember what that guy's name was, but with the um, one of Quinn's guys that they caught when they yeah. were stealing Laurent. And, you know, he was just brutal in that scene. And it was just, you know, like kind of reminded me of uh, season two when they had Randall as a, um, as a, a captive and Daryl beat the crap out of him, him and Shane, and kind of, you know, tag team, that kind of yeah. thing. But yeah, yeah, you know, it reminded me of that back in the, you know, original, like early season Daryl where he was, you know, he needed, he needed answers and he was going to get them whatever way it, you know, and so right. I thought it was really cool. And I love seeing him and Quinn because, you know, I just went Quinn to get his butt kicked. So that was cool. <laughs> yeah. And, I, loved, and yeah. I did love, though, how he, you know, we can talk about that more later, but yeah, how he didn't kill Quinn because Laurent was watching and how, you know, he couldn't right. kill his dad. Even regardless, he's not really yeah. a, a, a dad. I guess he's a biological, whatever, you know, <laughs> but right. he's not. Yeah. Right. But anyways, it's still, you know, this, this young boy watching. But anyway, I love the action scenes. And then, yeah, Jeanette, the, uh, Jeanette when she was her standing, her, I just, yeah, when she was holding that baby, it's exact. I thought exactly of Alpha because that was the baby. If I remember correctly, they were going to leave it in there. Then Connie got it. And that, and I, I believe that ended up being Adam. That was um, the baby. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the girl. Uh, my, I can't think of names right now, but it was the, uh, 
Oh my gosh, what was her name? Anyway, it was her nephew. And so I think that's how they got right. Adam then that, you know, then eventually Alden adopted or Adam. No, no, Adam was anyway, somewhere in there. It, yeah, there was a couple people who took care of him. But I believe that was the baby. But that was scary because you were like, what are they going to do? But that that is exactly where my brain went with this as she's holding that baby. And the parents are just like, oh, my gosh, you know. And yeah, yeah. I agree. She's very scary. So she yeah, she was also a standout. So <laughs> so I first wanted to mention, because at the very beginning of this, we do see Daryl you know, get out of the water and fight with those walkers under underwater. In fact, I thought that one was biting his leg. Mm-hmm. I really did. I'm like, Daryl better have rubber boots on or yeah, something. something. Because I thought, Daryl, I think it's biting you. Can you please stop it? Uh, but of course, he stabs him, comes out, and it's daylight. He's walking through Paris. And as he's walking up those steps, he hears beautiful cello playing music that I love that song. It's Bach, cello suite number one in G major prelude, I believe, if I'm saying it even correctly. But I love that song, that music, it just sets the mood. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you see him watch this person playing cello, and then he looks the other direction. And he's watching this older couple being a couple. Mm -hmm. And I thought such beauty and such an awful world mm-hmm. right now. Then I thought just recently as, as we're preparing for this, I thought, what were they trying to tell us with that? Mm-hmm. Are they trying to tell us um, life goes on? Mm-hmm. Are they trying to tell us there is beauty and hope and life still in this terrible apocalyptic world where people are, mm-hmm. you know, trying to rule over you and, and, rule their way. I, I don't know with all these walkers. Um, so it was very interesting, but I, I was so happy to see it. Mm-hmm. To me, that's been a very heavy theme in this series is it's like you have all this destruction, but you still have all this beauty that you, and, and the yeah. hope, you know, that I think that, you know, it boils down to the hope of, yes, it of, does. of something better, you know? And so, yeah, I agree. That was such a, you know, it wasn't that long of a scene, but enough to like make you just, just think, what are they doing here? You know, kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, I agree. That was really, really neat. Yeah. But the thing that did stick out to me was Daryl and the, the two things that I, that I will talk a little bit more about, but I just want to voice them and say them now was seeing his kindness and compassion Mm -hmm. and his brutality. Mm-hmm. And how they exist in this world and how they can exist in the same person when you're living like this. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I, I already want to dig into it, but I'm going to wait just a few more minutes <laughs> because I have so many thoughts about yeah. that. But also in Janae that we had already spoke to how scary she was. Mm-hmm. And I, I was shocked by her when she said that the hope was the it needs to be rooted out of you i thought what <laughs> i didn't realize anybody felt like that but see this goes to show you why there are uh, you know two different sides uh, to so many things and why people are at odds with each other on a lot of things that mm-hmm. happen all the time all through history because you have a different way of viewing uh, what is happening to the world and so you have all these people that believe in hope. Of course, they're called hope, the hope, right? The community of hope. You know, you have all these people who believe in it. And then you have her saying, no, there's no time for this. This is a waste. This is for weak people. What yeah. the heck? And then that baby, I really didn't know what she was going to do. I was scared. I thought she was going to twist the baby's neck. And I'm like, please don't kill a baby. Please don't kill it in front of us, which we don't know because it cut away when she was holding it. So, and I think they did that on purpose. I don't Mm -hmm. think they wanted us to know exactly what was going to happen and to leave that feeling with us. And I think they did a really good job of doing that. And so I think that this was, again, really well directed. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I appreciated that. Okay. We are going into the themes and character motivations because I think this is where a lot of the things really lie with what we saw. So what did you see as any themes, which you already talked about a few, or any character motivations that you want to talk about? You know, of course, that just keeps heavily, you know, on that faith and hope type theme, you know, which we've seen throughout, which it makes sense with where 
they're possibly going with this revival of humanity. I mean, you know, you got to have, you know, I just think in this type of a world, you have to have some hope or you're just going to give up, you know, regardless of what you think the outcome will be, just to hold on to that, just to keep going. And so, you know, they keep, you know, with that and we see, you know, I just feel how Daryl is just become so protective of Laurent already. You know, like you said, they haven't known each other that long, but it's just, I think it's just something with Daryl and the kids. He just wants to protect all the children, you know, like Uncle Daryl, he's yeah. going to take care of the kids. But also with Isabel, you know, we're starting to see him become very, you know, protective of her. And I kind of just, you know, again, they have not known each other nearly the time that Carol and Daryl have, but I see similarities in how they are becoming friends as Daryl and Carol did in their, you know, originally because they had yeah. these common bonds, you know, they were like, yeah. Oh wow. We have, a, you know, despite our differences, we do have a lot of common bonds and um, you know, that's always something to grow a friendship or whatever on. And you know, who knows if it'll grow into more, I hope not, but, um, but it's just very interesting to see that, you know, and then, um, I love seeing, you know, Isabel and her selflessness, you know, with, with Laurent, which she has been since his birth, yeah. you know, or even prior to his birth with his, with his mother, she was willing to do whatever it took to take right. care of Billy. And so she's just continued on with that. And I mean, she is truly giving herself up to protect this boy and partly because she believes he's something special, but partly because he's her nephew and she, you know, she cares about him. And so it's just really, um, you know, that's very interesting to see. And I, I, I love uh, her and Sylvie's conversation when Sylvie was asking about if she had had romantic feelings because of Emil and she's, you know, now decided to stay in Paris because of him, which gives you that romantic, whatever, whether, I mean, you know, it is an apocalypse, but you know what? People are still people that just, that those yeah. things happen. And then, yeah, Quinn, man, that guy, I just, <laughs> I'm like, what are his true motives behind all of this? He's playing all sides. He's, you know, he's got Anna over here. He's got Isabel over here. He's got, you know, Jeanette doing, you know, I just like what, you know, like you're going to do all this for a painting. You know, what is, there's no, in this world, there's no value to that besides your own personal value. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just odd that that's what he wanted. He wanted the painting. You know, I mean, I understand Monet's are beautiful, but in this world, they're literally worthless. So what? Yeah. I'm, he is just, he's, an enigma is what I, I called him in an article. I yeah. said he's an enigma because I can't, yeah, you know, pinpoint it. Or is he just, is this just literally it? He just, this is, he wants Isabel and that's really his, maybe that is just his motive. So yeah, it's just with him, I've, I very question his motives and what's going on with him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, so much about uh, Quinn and his motivation. And I think it's, well, I guess he knows Isabel, so he wants Isabel. Because I thought to myself, sometimes, sometimes, most of the time, let's hope when you're a parent, you are th- thinking, oh my gosh, I mean, especially in this world, right? You're a parent that you didn't realize that you have a child. I'm sure he could still have children now with Anna or whoever else, you know, maybe with Isabel. I don't know. No. I mean, that's his, th- that's yeah. his thinking. I don't know. But the fact that he has a child and he says he wants to be his father makes sense, but still it, I, I feel like it's not enough. He really wants Isabel. Mm-hmm. And I heard someone say that maybe he really isn't his father. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just saying this. And I thought that would make sense because you're not acting like you would expect a father, but again, there are some fathers who who yeah don't aren't that great of fathers, right? Mm-hmm. And are not going to act like how we expect a father to act. So it could be that, or it could be maybe he's not his father. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because that goes back to what I told you last week. How I was a tiny bit disappointed that it was Quinn that was his yeah. father because I wanted his father to be somebody just you know that mm-hmm. had a sense of what. Laurent has, but then how are we ever going to know that mm-hmm. unless we uncover something Lily writes and, mm-hmm. and finds out? Because how else yeah. would we ever know who her, mm-hmm. um, or they come across a guy who seems to be yeah. like Laurent <laughs> and says, Oh, I knew Lily. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, aha. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> yeah, we know. So yeah. whoever said that, yeah. what did they think his motivation in lying would be? I guess. Um, maybe to gain. 
uh, from Isabel? I don't know. Yeah, I don't okay. know. No, I have to go very back. Curious, that. that's a, that's, I love yeah. that idea. I mean, that's a very, because yeah. that would explain why he was so willing to just let Lily go by the wayside. He didn't care, you know, because now he seems to care, but he didn't. Then. That's what they said too. Actually, yeah. they did bring that up because they're like, well, you had Lily there. You knew she had a baby. If that was your child, yeah. want you know, to save her. But but we saw it as when we thought about, we're like, he was ready to discard her because he doesn't love her. He loves Mm -hmm. Isabel. And he didn't want her to know. Yeah. So it's, yeah. But no, I like that. That's a, that's a very interesting theory though, that, you know, he's lying about it all just, just to get Isabel because like, that's what it seems like. And and these, you know, you've seen, we've seen men like that in series or TV movies, whatever, or in life for that matter, that, you know, they become obsessed with a woman or a man, you know, women with a man, whatever. They're so obsessed with that person that they will do whatever they can to be with that person. So yeah, Hmm, Yeah. that's, yeah. I like that theory though. That's very interesting. So it'll be fun to see what plays out. And also that painting, maybe he wants the painting for Isabel because Isabel loves that Lily's painting so much. Maybe he thinks somehow that's going to do something like he's going to be able to give her a gift. I don't know. (laughs) When she walks in then at the end, when she walks in, that's the first thing she looks at is the painting of the lilies, you know? So yeah. So maybe he knew how much she loves a Monet and blah. Yeah. Whatever. So that could be that because I, at first, I was like, what? You're going to do all that for a painting? <laughs> but yeah. that makes sense, yeah. Well, which is what Aunt Anna said, too, uh, the singer. So yeah. she's right there with you. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to do with that? So I don't yeah. know. So it'll be fun to see what happens. Yes, it will. So uh, going back to the themes and yes, hope and faith is, mm-hmm. of course, throughout every episode that we see and we'll continue to see. Mm-hmm. And we had talked a little bit earlier already about Laurent and, and having, you know, giving people hope and having that faith and also how it affects Sonia and how she speaks to Janae about it. Right. So she wasn't afraid to say it. She says, Mm -hmm. basically he's going to save us all Mm -hmm. and you too, (laughs) you too, Janae, he's going to Mm -hmm. protect you too. And so um, I love seeing that contrast between mm-hmm. Sonia and Janae, how they both believe in something wholeheartedly, but are opposites from each yeah. other. And so it, it it was, and like I said, I was astonished when I heard the words come out of Janae's mouth. I'm like, what? <laughs> it kind of reminds me of a lot of things that happen in this day and age yeah. when you hear somebody say something and you're like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, and it just brings up the power of believing. Mm-hmm. And also, I do want to dig a little bit into Daryl. And I thought when he was, I can't remember, call his name, the pigeon man's yeah, a name. I don't know Anton, I think. Or Anton. Anton, yes. That moment was, <laughs> um, you know, he was trying to save him. You know, he's talking to him. He's exchanging information with him. And then he tries to bring him to the side so that mm-hmm. the guerriers don't mm-hmm. find him. And uh, I think that's who it was, right? It wasn't Quinn's men. I don't think so. Right. I think no, it was the emblem Tilfer's. was on the side of the truck. I, got, I, ah, I paused yeah. it to see and there was an emblem on the yeah. vehicle. So I, I, that's what I assume too. Yeah. And, you know, he just, well, he runs out and tells him, no, no, no. And he runs out and he's just trying to save his pigeons. And I understand because that's, these pigeons are his pets, or yeah. his, you know, who he takes care of. He loves them mm-hmm. and he takes care of them. It's his purpose. It's what he does. And the fact that they just shoot him, but I loved it that Daryl just like oh, threw that took it out like nothing thing. <laughs> Right, <laughs> just right in them, and then he comes and he bangs the door on the other guy, and <laughs> I just thought it was so cool, Daryl, in that mode. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was, and I really noticed that when the guy was dying, because Daryl goes over to him, he's bleeding out, and he says, "Oh, I want the pigeons to be set free." And Daryl makes it a point to go get the pigeons, mm-hmm. bring them to him, right next to him, so that he can see it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and I, I think I even said it that is so. I'm getting chills again. That is so sweet. As mm-hmm. sweetest, uh, heartwarming thing I've seen. Fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> we see that um we see Daryl with this guy. And I I I'm sorry, I can't remember his name 
either. And I know his name because they, they say it, but right now I just can't remember his name as they're interrogating him. And Daryl starts to talk about his story and just like stab, stab, stab. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, Daryl, I can't believe you're doing this. I mean, we've seen you do it before, but it was just so, uh, it, it kind of jarred me for a mm-hmm. moment, but it's interesting for me. And I, and I think maybe for a lot of us that love The Walking Dead to watch it, it's almost like you forgive this, even though you wouldn't in real life, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not going to forgive somebody for, you know, just stabbing somebody like this, but yeah. I don't know, maybe you would, I don't know, but it was just really um, just shocking. And, and then I thought, but he's doing it for a really good reason. I know he is. And the fact that Isabel stayed to watch it all, and didn't go away either. It, I thought that was an interesting move on her part too. Uh, but I, I was just, I was shocked, but I understood it, of course. And then of course it just, Daryl just takes care of business. He just yeah. does. And so <laughs> you can what, appreciate yeah, and that too. Yeah. Throughout this episode, I was so, you know, like the, the previous episode, we got so much information. And so it was like this overload of new information. This episode toned that down a little bit, amped up all the Daryl action. And I and I just thought it was so good to see. Yeah, it was. It was so good. <laughs> uh, so I also saw that Daryl's motivations shift in this episode because he's still on the path that he wants to go home. Mm-hmm. But it has to shift toward the end here because now he has to take care of Laurent. Mm-hmm. And he's doing this though, because uh, like you had mentioned too, he's growing closer to Isabel and he's growing closer, closer to Laurent. And now he has to take care of them because he cares about them. Mm-hmm. And he is a good person and he is going to do what is right by people and right. And he's going to do what's right with what's in front of him right now. Mm-hmm. And these are the people in front of him. And that's, you know, he's going to have to put what he wants aside for the moment and do what he has to do. And then we also see Isabel making her sacrifices, Mm -hmm. like you had mentioned also, but at the very end and, but you know, she can handle her own. Sorry, let me finish that sentence and that thought. She decides that she's going to go back with Quinn because she wants Daryl and Laurent to have a safe passage. And the only way she feels she can do that is with Quinn's people's help Mm -hmm. to get them safely there. And so she's willing to do it. But I understand that because she's a strong woman and Mm -hmm. she will get out of this. I truly believe she will. Yeah. We'll see how that, what happens in the next couple episodes with her. I feel like the season, you know, we know that the second season's coming. They started immediately. I mean, like they, there was not a long break in between filming. They stopped season one, bam, they were ready for season two. I feel like we're going to end on a very, you know, a cliffhanger involving Isabel. I just have a kind of feeling that that's where it's going to go to. That's going to again, change Daryl, you know, like his trajectory or whatever, because yeah, that's, that's, you know, we, uh, yeah. So we'll see if that, is what happens. But I, mean, I feel like we're going to have a cliffhanger because just, I just feel like that's going to be a thing. <laughs> we have two episodes left. And so I feel like something significant is going to happen and we're going to be like, what? <laughs> Waiting. Yes. I also felt at that moment when they're at, um, at the boat, I feel his motivation shift. I question whether he, I even question, is he even going to go back to America is he going to stay in France? I mean, I thought that. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to because I want him to go back to Carol yeah. and everybody else. But I question it because there are these people here that he's starting to care about. Mm-hmm. And when you start caring about people, it's like, oh, are you going to leave? I don't know. I think so. I mean, I still think you're going to help and go back to Carol and everybody else. But I don't know. There's these people that you care about too. So yeah, he's in the, well, I, I'm jumping ahead, but the trail in the trailer for the next episode, Laurent says, I miss Isa. And he says, we all have people we miss. Yeah. And yeah. So I, it's, you know, it's still in his mind, but you're right. There's a lot of things that have changed since he washed ashore in France, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, uh, Laurent making that choice to go with Daryl. Because 
this is his father. He well, let's just go with this is his father yeah. for a second, yeah. okay? Yeah. This is his father. And I know that Daryl, and I think you were going to say something that you knew that Daryl wasn't going to probably kill Quinn at that moment, which you can touch mm-hmm. upon if you'd like in just a moment. But he's beating the shit out of him mm-hmm. and he's ready to do the next step. And then he looks up and he sees Laurent. And of course he, that he knows that's his father and he cares about Laurent. So he's, you know, concerned about what Laurent is going to see. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't do it, but he says, come on, Laurent, let's go. And he starts to walk off. And I'm thinking, Oh, you're so self-assured that this kid is coming along with you. And he does. Mm-hmm. He, he goes slowly past him, watches him and walks over. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, that's your dad. And we know he adores his mother because he keeps taking out the picture of his mother with the Eiffel Tower. And it means so much to him. It means so much. So he, you know, he's close to his mother, but he doesn't appear to be close to his father. He doesn't, it doesn't even seem to be something that he's that um, concerned or connected with. Mm -hmm. But if that theory was correct, that it's Quinn is not his father. I'm wondering if Laurent feels it in his gut that this isn't the right guy or what type of person he is. He hasn't voiced it, but the fact that he walks away with him and goes with Daryl, that is a choice that he makes. Mm-hmm. And if this kid feels a lot, then he must be feeling something or nothing when it comes to Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. he. Well, but he did say to Quinn, he said, you're my father. Before Quinn ever said it, you know, like he, again, his feelings that he has in his stomach that he said, you know, and whatever he said to Quinn, oh, you're my father. And he's like, you know, you're a smart boy. So yeah, but didn't he, he overheard uh, Daryl and Isabel talking about it though. I guess I don't know. Yeah. How much he hurt. I guess I'm trying to remember if they said that exact or whatever, but yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it was just that. But yeah, because he says you should tell him who his father is. And that's the whole argument they were having. Now, I don't know when Laurent walked in and what he heard exactly, but they were talking about it. So Mm -hmm. that made me think that that was why Laurent knew that that was his father. And maybe that's the case. I took it as another one of those, you know, it could be, be. but yeah, I mean, maybe he did hear it, you know, because who knows what I'll hear. But anyway, yeah, but I did think that that scene was. Again, it just showed Daryl's, like, like you said, he was confident that Lorette was coming with him. And, yeah. um, it sh- you know, like you've been talking about his compassion, his brutality, just so, I mean, you know, they're both so heavy in this, you yeah. know, episode where he like is literally beating the crap out of this guy. And then he's, you know, looks at Lorette. Okay. Okay. I'm going to be, you know, compassionate to you, <laughs> you know, yeah. because this is supposedly your father, blah, 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 you know, but yeah. I also think Lorette saw that, I mean, he, if he is so intuitive on these things, he can tell Daryl is genuine and Quinn is absolutely hundred percent not, you know? And so, you know, he's, he knows that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was awesome all the way around. All right. Is there any other thoughts or questions, theories, predictions, anything that you are else you're thinking about. Oh yeah, this episode I think we covered pretty good because that you know, like I said, it wasn't as informative as the previous. It was great. I loved it. But you know, the last episode, man, we were just flung all this information <laughs> the process, you know, and everything. Yeah. But this one was a little less heavy on that end, but you know, we did still have a lot of awesome action scenes. We saw a lot of like you said, the compassionate part. We're seeing the, you know, all these, but looking forward to, to the next episode, the trailer, the one thing that really stood out with that little teaser at that was Isabel saying, forgive me for what I'm about to do. Like, what is she, is she going to, you know, is she going to kill Quinn or is she going to, you know, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen with her. And then um, uh, Jeanette with her speech thing, you know, she's got her, you know, whole Hitler looking thing going on up there. And I was like, what is she, you know, there is significant stuff going on there. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. But I read some things. And so it like non-spoiler really, but kind of spoils, (laughs) but they, uh, yeah, there's some exciting things coming in this uh, next episode. And one one person who I read that they they said I think this was their second favorite episode of the season, so I'm very excited to see what 
happens in this one. So I think we're going to see, I think that, I think we may get the flashback to find out how Daryl, you know, how the whole thing panned out uh, to him getting to France. So I think, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to touch upon that in just a second. Yeah. I just had a few questions about this episode before we go into the trailer. Yeah. Cause um, I do want to touch upon that too. So Isabel, when, okay, so I'm jumping back to when Daryl went back to look yep. for Isabel and went to her house and she sees him and she walk, walks up to him and hugs him. Mm-hmm. And at first I feel like he's not sure what to do. And then he puts his arms around mm-hmm. her and hugs her. So I thought that that was interesting that they kind of showcase that part. Mm-hmm. And then also when Sylvie had kissed Emil and then she talks to, um, Isabel about it. Mm-hmm. And she asks her, since you took your vows, have you had any romantic feelings? Mm-hmm. And Isabel says, no. And she says, well, what about back there? Mm-hmm. And she says, I have concern for Daryl and Laurent. But mm-hmm. I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> do <Well> you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So I just, I, these little sprinklings of her. I don't know what it is her, but you know, she is, you know, she was a regular person before she was a nun, meaning that she had relationships with people and she Mm -hmm. did some things that probably weren't maybe the greatest of things. And, uh, oh, and I was so mad at that guy when he called her all those names because of what Quinn, because of what Quinn must have told him. Oh my God. I was so mad. I wanted to just like (laughs) wring his little neck, but anyways, uh, you know, to her, to Isabel. um, So, you know, so her approach to men is probably different than a nun who has only been a nun or known that she was yeah. going to only be a nun yeah. and never had any relationships. And also putting in an apocalypse yeah. in there, that changes you too. So, you know, it could be she just has a different way of how she, you know, has relationships. Mm-hmm. So, but I just, I do like it though. I do really do like it. Mm-hmm. I like it when she hugs him and I like it when she cares about him and you feel this tension between them, although you're not really quite sure what's going to happen or not happen. So I don't know. We shall see. And then I wonder how it's going to work now that Isabel came back and Anna is there and Quinn is there. Like there's three people and Mm -hmm. we, I'm so I'm not sure what's going to happen. How is Anna going to feel about that? Mm-hmm. Because she let them go because she wanted what was best for Laurent. But I also think it was her, what was best for Laurent was going to help her too, of yeah, them yeah, not being there. Of, yeah. Was it selfish or was that? Yeah. <laughs> but Laurent did say, I, I do know that you're a good person. You just don't want people to know you are, yeah. which was kind of cool. And I'm glad to know that because I didn't know her true motivations. Yeah. Uh, also, I thought she was just looking out for herself. But the fact that he said he could tell she was a good person, then I appreciated her yeah. more because of that. I know I already touched upon Daryl and the impact of uh, how he will move forward. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it just makes me wonder if, he, if how long he will stay in Paris, if we'll mm-hmm. have another Paris of Daryl Dixon or what. I know, I'm pretty sure we will, because yeah. like you said, there might be a cliffhanger and how are they going to wrap up everything in two episodes? So I think that there will be... Se- season two was filmed in France still, so that's, I think it will carry at least ah, that far. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The future, and then after that, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so into the, I want to talk about the trailers just a little bit because we do see Laurent and Daryl in the woods. They're Mm -hmm. no longer on the boat. Are they no longer on the boat because something happened to Aslan? I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know if his name was Aslan or not, but, or, or was this the part where they trek on, but whatever it is, it looks like they are not easily um, getting through. On their journey. And like you said, he talks about missing Isabel. Of course he is. He's still a young kid. Yeah. He missed somebody who raised you. And we do see Daryl on the ship. And so I'm thinking, yes, it's a flashback. We'll get to see what happens to him. We see him on, we hear him on a phone. It looks like a telephone, but I'm sure it can't be a telephone, but it looks like some sort of phone. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, I'll be there in a week. So, 
I want to know what's happening there. I'm, you know, I have all my little wheels turning. Yeah, one of the trailers that I saw a while back, because it, it was very like it was after one of the episodes, one of the early episodes, and it showed all these things. And of course, they weren't sequential or anything like that, and they weren't even in the same. It made it look like, oh, this is coming in the next episode. And half of the stuff was not. It was in other episodes. It was just kind of like a, okay, here's what's coming next kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. he said, the whole thing that he says, he's on his motorcycle. Well, okay. You don't know for sure when he's saying this, but you see him on on his motorcycle. So he's still in the U.S., so obviously a flashback. And a man in a truck is coming towards him. Like, this guy's like, the truck's parked. He's walking towards Daryl. But the voice... So again, I don't know when, if this coincides with what's happening, you know how they do that. But the voice says, I'm on the coast of Maine. I'll be there in a week or two weeks, something like that. And that was one of the things that I had said that if he had radioed back to the Commonwealth and talked to Carol or anybody, you know, Carol would have found out and he didn't arrive in that week or two weeks or whatever he says, she would maybe go look for him. And that is uh, our, our whole speculation about how yeah, she could yeah. possibly have gotten to France. So, yeah. and they're um, way back. Um, I can't remember when this was like right after, I think filming had wrapped for season one. A newspaper in Maine had been requested a couple uh, headlines, uh, like front pages of their newspapers from, from several years back, like 2012, maybe. And so they were, you know, they, and they, of course, they didn't know either. It was just, they requested, they got these and they showed you copies of them. So you can kind of read through and see what was going on and that kind of stuff. So it was interesting to see that there is some sort of something to do with Maine. And then I, of course, I Googled said like, is there a Maine in France? But there is, but it's landlocked. So it's not the coast of Maine. So he definitely mm-hmm. is in the United States. <laughs> so it's, yeah. So I did a lot of digging into that to see what was going on. So that'll be interesting <laughs> to see what all that's about. <laughs> it's just crazy. All these walking dead sleuths out there like, ah, <laughs> oh, we saw this. What does that mean? Well, I noticed that Daryl's looked like he was wearing his older clothes, not yep. the clothes he's been wearing now. So, you know, that's probably a flashback because yep. he had his vest on, the jeans on, just a whole, that whole look that he has yeah. then. By the way, I'm loving his hair this season. Mm-hmm. It's, it's messy, but it doesn't look greasy. Yeah, like it's it not has greasy. in the past. The French air, yeah, makes it something. <laughs> yes, so his oh, hair is really thing, good. Another interesting thing, I just thought about this also, back to the main thing. I was wondering, are we going to get like a flashback within a flashback thing or something? Because if these papers are from 2012, Daryl had never left the state of Georgia until they started to go ahead into Virginia or whatever. Because he told Beth that in their their uh, episode, you know. Yeah. And so he told her that he had never left the state of Georgia. So that'll be interesting um, to see uh, what that, you know, why why do they need paper from, uh, newspapers from 2012? But then, anyway, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. <laughs> Could they be found? Could these newspapers have been found somewhere? I, I don't the know. Apocalypse started in 2010. So how are they still printing new? I don't know. Uh, what yeah, something else is going on there. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah. So anyway, mm. it'll be interesting to see what that was all about. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so much to think about. And then, like you said, Janae's party. Mm-hmm. And I think we see everything happens so fast. Yeah. But I think we see uh, Quinn with Isabel dressed, all dressed up. up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. Like, slowed it down. I was like, that's definitely, I was making sure it wasn't on her or whatever. And I was like, nope, that's Isabel for sure. <laughs> and I don't, it, I just have so many questions because. Do they, are they not going to know that Isabel's the aunt of Laurent and do they think he already left? Do they think he's on his way? I'm just so confused Mm -hmm. as to what's happening. And also I think, of course, Janae's having this party and then we see that walker in the mask Mm -hmm. and then we see, uh, Cadrone tell Daryl, you're going to die or you're, you're going to fight or you're going to die. You're going to, or this is the end of you. And Daryl says, I'm not dying today, which I love. Right. (laughs) And and it's like, yeah, don't you remember? Laurent says he's not dying in France or Paris. So he's not dying. Um, But all these things coming up. So it it just looks so exciting to watch. And I do hope we get the flashback to see Mm -hmm. what happened, how Daryl, yeah. did make his way there. Cause that would be good to know that it would be something that we all want to know how mm-hmm. that happened. 
<laughs> Who knows what? Oh my goodness. So exciting. So exciting. All right. Okay. We are at our segment and the award goes to. So Renee, tell me what was your favorite quote, character or moment? So there were many, of course, I've mentioned Daryl's action sequences, but I wanted to do something different than just that, because that's all I've talked about. So what I really enjoy, I'm, we don't see a lot of Fayou, but I, I love this character. I uh, actually wrote an article about comparing him to uh, King Ezekiel, because they kind of just have that charisma, ah. that poetic way of speaking. They're, um, you know, they're very, uh, they you know, devout in their beliefs and their community. You know, he just, I just see a lot of parallels with those two characters. So, but his, when he said that we go in as one and come back as one, you know, just, you know, he's rallying his team as a leader should encouraging them, you know, and I just, I thought that was just wonderful because we don't always see that with a leader. <laughs> and so I really just thought that really stood out, but I just, I'm loving this character and just how it, when he talks, it's just like a poem or something. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. It's it's so true. We didn't even talk about that segment when they mm -hmm. were creating that diversion, which yeah. I thought was kind of cool seeing them there. And when he was giving that speech, um, I loved it. And okay, I know this is so out of this world and into a different world that I love, but that is Cobra Kai. Mm -hmm. And it just reminded me of like Miyagi-Do way of just the way... Um, he would talk me up. Mr. Miyagi would talk mm -hmm. to, to them, just that whole way of being a leader. And so yeah. it, it's funny, but that, that I saw, I, when it came out, I thought, Oh my God, this reminds me of, of how they speak <laughs> in uh, Cobra Kai. And so, um, and I, yeah, so I just loved it. Yeah. He truly was a leader and, and uh, yeah, I hope we just get to see more of him yeah. and yeah. So it was so good. My favorite part was the beginning sequence. Mm -hmm. I love everything about it. It was so important. I think I love when it has to do with faith and, and when there's people who may question it or not realize it or, and then they, I don't know, just to have some hope and some faith. There was just, some, and this is the way uh, Daryl treated Laurent, like I had mentioned already, how he wanted to save him so bad. I loved seeing Daryl in that way, just being so terrified and vulnerable and uh, being like a father figure. I just, um, I just loved it. So that was my favorite, my favorite moment. Oh my gosh, friends out there, please let us know what your favorite moment in this episode was and be sure to come back and join us each week as we break down each episode of Daryl Dixon. We have two more. I can't <laughs> believe it. I can't believe we only have two more. I know it's crazy. All right. I know. Well, that wraps up our conversation on Daryl Dixon. But we do have a couple of recommendations for you. So, Renee, what do you have for people this week? So I started watching The 100, which is an older series, but it always keeps popping up in my, oh, you should like this. You're going to like this. And, you know, I just kind of whatever, whatever kind of thing. And I finished Tudors, so I had to find something new to watch. <laughs> and so um, so I, was, I that was, again, popping up on my Netflix. So I started watching that. And um, there are, I think, at least three Walking Dead actors or Walking Dead Universe actors. And Alicia Devin Carrot plays Alicia on Fear of the Walking Dead is in it. Um, well, Nadia, Nadia Hilkler that played uh, Magna, she's there. And then Zach McGowan, um, he was Justin, that's him. <laughs> Jeez. So Zach McGowan, who played Justin in The Walking Dead, he is also in The 100. So yeah, but I haven't seen any of them so far. I'm still in season one, so I don't know when they come along. But anyway, so it's been it's a really uh, you know dystopian sci-fi kind of thing. And have you ever watched it? I haven't. My husband watched it, and uh, another friend watched mm -hmm. it. But and they they liked most of it. I think toward the end, it mm -hmm. may have shifted. But um, seven seasons, I believe. So it's quite that's yeah. a lot of seasons for you know. I'm like, where are they going next? Kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's really yeah. good. This first season has been outstanding. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and then we've been, of course, going through our um, we've been going through our Halloween horror, you know, movies. So I we love watched, it. We watched Silver Bullet the other night, Stephen King. So we watched that. I hadn't watched that in years. Um, 
to the point where I didn't realize that Megan Fellows was the daughter, you know, she plays Anne of Green Gables and stuff like that. I didn't realize she was the sister in that. I just had not watched it in so long. Um, so of course that's just always a classic, you know, and then now we are currently, um, I guess it's more of a mini series than a movie, but, uh, uh, Rose Red. I don't know if you've ever watched that one, but it's three parts. I don't know if it's, I've seen it's that just or not. Thinking as well. And it's, it's, you know, it's the cheat. I don't know. I always feel like Steven, nothing. I mean, I like that. I like cheesy horror. And so like, to me, these are a lot of like silver bullet and this one are more of the cheesy side kind of thing. But yeah, um, but the, yeah, re- the Rose red, we've watched that several times and it's, it centers around I, this big house and yeah. So it's, but it's really good. <laughs> I'm enjoying it again. <laughs> I feel like I have watched it, but mm-hmm. I I'd have to go back and really look at it. I yeah, love Stephen yeah. King and and watching his things. So that's why I think I probably did. But yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you did. I, was, yeah. So anyway, so that's yeah, that's what we've been doing right now. Anyway, so I just finished Only Murders in the Buildings oh. on Hulu. It was a good, great ending. I love that Meryl Streep was in this season. Yeah. She's amazing, and uh, Paul Rudd also was in the season. He was amazing too. If if you if anyone out there is not watching it, uh, Martin Short, Steve Martin, and uh, Selena Gomez are in this. They all live in this building, and a murder happens in the first season, and then they try to solve it through podcasting, which mm-hmm. I think is so funny and hilarious. And so it, you know the seasons go on, and there's a new murder to solve each <laughs> each season. And so anyway, this uh, season just ended. It was really good with Meryl Streep. She is so amazing. I love Meryl Streep. We know she's amazing, but to see her again in this, mm-hmm. it just reminded me of yeah. her talent and she is so good. So check that out if you want a good show to watch. Now I started only episode one of Gen V, which is on Prime Video, which mm-hmm. is a spinoff of The Boys. Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. There's a lot of fetishes in this mm-hmm. series. And so, and there's a lot of graphic violence and other things in this. So if you like that, then you might like this. I thought it was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched the boys also, and I, and I think I'm okay with it. I don't love it, but I don't dislike it either. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's hit and miss. So if it's not your cup of tea, I totally understand, Mm -hmm. but it is out there on prime video. If you want to watch something that is similar to the boys, it's just a younger generation. Mm -hmm. That is what Gen V is about. My reality shows, I just want to mention them. So Love is Blind season five, I had mentioned this a while back. This is on Netflix. Well, they dropped another grouping of episodes last Friday, and I was able to get (laughs) a few more uh, episodes in to see the progression of how these couples are panning out. So that has been interesting. And then Bachelor in Paradise started, and I'm (laughs) watching that. I, I, it's kind of sad to say that I have tuned in <laughs> and dancing with the stars is back. It was on Disney plus last, um, season, but it is back on, I think you can still catch it on Disney plus, but it is back on, uh, television also. So, um, I started watching that too, along with the voice that I just love. So those are the TV shows and reality shows that I'm watching. The only movie that I saw is called Reptile Mm -hmm. and this is on Netflix and it's a crime drama. It's with Benicio del Toro. I really enjoyed it, Mm -hmm. but the end really left me kind of hanging, not hanging, you know what happens, but it was a little bit lackluster for me. I thought it could have been tied up better, but I don't want to take away from Benicio Del Toro because he was incredible in this. And I really, really enjoyed seeing him Mm -hmm. in this movie. So did you watch it? Not yet. Not yet. I've, we want to watch that. It's on our list. So I'm excited to see it. So, yeah, so I would recommend that and only murders in the building. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I hope one, to get to, go ahead. The only murders in the buildings one I've intended on watching, but I always forget about it. I just need to sit and do it. <laughs> well, now you have a few seasons to get through yeah. and they're short episodes. Yeah. They're not long. So they're very easy to get through mm-hmm. and they just make me laugh. They're, oh, they're fine. La- to have these. Yeah. Yeah, to have these two veterans just yeah. <laughs> do their thing. They're amazing. They're, they just crack me up. They could just say whatever it is or because you get used to their personalities 
of who they are too and how their comedic timing is. Mm -hmm. And so they're just so funny. They're so quick. Uh, They're so good. They're, they're gems, gems for sure. All right, Renee, thank you again for joining me today. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for having me again. It's always so much fun. (laughs) I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're here to break it down with me. You don't even know. All right, friends out there. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are so grateful that you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website at screensandfocus.com. We would love more members of our TV club. You can find our website listed in our show notes. I want to remind you to keep watching, keep exploring, and keep those screens in focus. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.